Welcome to Makeup is the Foundation. I'm your host, Erica Carr, and in this podcast, we will discuss things about makeup, the business of makeup, hair, and some other stuff we really need to talk about. You know, the stuff you talk to your friends about when you get home from that one job, or some of the successes that you experience, but really don't know who to share it with because they won't understand if they're not in the industry. So for my very first podcast, I wanted to talk about the things that are important in our lives when it comes to beauty. I just recently returned from doing some classes overseas. And those of you that have been following me for a long time know that I provide luxury level education on a global scale to underserved markets. And the most recent visit was to Rome, Italy, where I had the privilege and honor of producing a two-day masterclass with the incredible artist Rochar and the one and only Alex Box. We had 85 people from around the world converge on Rome, the eternal city, for this two-day masterclass that involved one day of watching Rochar create three incredible, phenomenal, and uh, intense looks that really opened up the mind as far as what we have seen from him lately. And that was followed by the Alex Box and one of her brilliant performances. Now, I have to say, because I have been working with Roshar and Alex Box for a very long time, I'm always intrigued that they can pull something new, seems like out of anywhere or nowhere at all, and perform it live in front of all of these incredible artists that are that are witnessing it. And one of the things that I really loved about this session is that Rochar really utilized uh, a product uh, by Lemonhead. Lemonhead, as you know, is based in Los Angeles. They have a cult following uh, that has grown exponentially over the past couple of years. And Megan, the, the creator of Lemonhead, decided to join us in Rome um, on a whim, on an unexpected whim, which is really great. She came in and she brought product for everyone to try, gave a demonstration on the hands-on day. And and just watching Rochar create with that really kind of opened my eyes as an artist saying, you know, just because there's glitter out there, they don't all work the same. And he was able to layer glitters and just these beautiful indigo blues and silvers and pewters and gunmetal and black. And it just created this fantasy that I frankly wanted to be a part of. So I I loved that as his last look. He also had incredible outfits. And and one of the things, if you've never seen Rochar, I mean, where have you been? Are you under a rock or something? You you really have to pay attention because he doesn't just do the makeup. He does the styling. He does it from head to toe. He thinks about everything from the fingernails to the ears to the way the body moves in the outfit that he's selected. A lot of these outfits he had custom made in Asia where he spends a lot of his time. So to see this all, you know, be put together right in front of me, each time seems like the first time. And I think that is one of the core, you know, pieces of, of being an artist that uh, has longevity in, in our industry. And, you know, for Alex Box, what can I say? Not only is she just a dynamic individual, she's otherworldly. I think if you've ever witnessed her or seen her speak or watched her TED Talk, if you haven't, go look it up. It's incredible. Um, she's just an otherworldly person as far as her approach to art. And to watch her, you know, drop the robe, so to speak, and come out behind the curtain and really just go for it 
and let the music that she curates guide her throughout her performance. Just something that's, you know, absolutely spectacular. And uh, one of the things that I love about watching Alex is you have no idea what she's going to do next. You really don't have a clue what she's going to do next. You think you know, but then she pulls a pair of scissors out and starts cutting hair and you don't even know if the hair is real or if it's a wig or if it's a mix of both. And while the model just sits there in her own zone, Alex creates and every time I get emotional. So this time in Rome, one of the things that I I wanted to bring up with our first podcast here um, for Makeup is the Foundation, because yes, makeup is the foundation of anything that we're doing in our industry, followed very closely by hair and wardrobe, photography, uh, film and television, etc. But when it comes to makeup, it's not just about what you're putting on your brush or on your sponge or in your hand. There are other things that happen too. So I wanted to share with you an experience I had that really made me think, think very hard. And um, I decided after the event that I wanted a couple of days of downtime uh, before we got back to work. And you know, our goal in Rome here was not only to inspire and invigorate a new audience of artists from around the world, but to tap into, again, another market that is underserved. And we found that, you know, no one is doing masterclasses at the scale that I like to do them at in Italy or in Europe for that matter. So we decided, you know, Rome was a great place to start. We made connections for people in Milan and in Southern Italy and in Belarus and other parts of Eastern Europe and, and Asia. And it was just really fascinating. And what I found on my two days off was something really sparked in my brain when I came upon this experience. So Imagine, if you will, you are in a foreign country. I don't speak the language. I mean, buonasera, buongiorno, arrivederci, pasta. Okay, this, this is the, my, the extent of my Italian. We made our way to the train station, and our goal was to possibly visit the Amalfi Coast. And it was one of the things that was really important to me. I just really wanted to see it. I had read all of the different little towns and what to do. And, and you know, we decided to start... Uh, in Sorrento. So we jumped on a train called the Circumvesuviana, and it was a commuter train, uh, very much like a New York subway or Barton in the Bay Area. Um, it's crowded, it's dirty, it's gritty. There's all sorts of people that take this type of train. And we got in our seat and we were on an, an unknown journey, so to speak, to Sorrento. Upon arrival in Sorrento, which was about an hour and a half later, There was a sense of tourism and beautiful smells and beautiful blue skies, a color of blue that I can't describe, a smell of the sea, um, which was something that I was craving, and all the people looking around had smiles on their faces. I don't know if it was because they just ate something delicious or if they had just seen someone that they hadn't seen in a long time. But really, it was just nice to see these expressions on the faces. And, and while we toured around and we had a, one of the most amazing pasta dishes I've ever had in my life, um, and we made our way back. And on our way back, we uh, were trying to find a seat. And on this particular train, there were two sets of seats facing each other. And I sat down and, and my wife didn't have a seat. She, she offered me to sit first. And there was an older couple, they looked older to me anyway, sitting opposite each other um, and then another person. When that other person got up, 
the older woman gestured to my wife to have her sit in her place and she would join her husband. So her husband and her were then side by side and we were both looking at each other across as we rode the train back to Naples. And this is what struck me. My wife, if you've ever met her, loves her red lipstick and that is her signature. She loves a deep red lipstick and it was time to reapply. We had eaten lunch. We had had our after dinner coffee or after lunch coffees and she reached in and, and pulled out her trusty Mac or makeup forever or whatever she had at the time and without a mirror expertly applied it um, to her lips and then she put the lipstick back in her bag and this woman was taking notice of this and now let me just describe this woman to you. She was probably five, six or five, seven. She had unbrushed gray and silver hair, but I don't think she was any older than me. She just looked and felt older, I think because of possibly her lifestyle. And she had on some very thin leopard print, stretchy cotton pants and a loose blouse and a light jacket. All mismatched, but also matching in her own way. And she sat very comfortably, and she reached into her Italian leather bag, which looked very expensive to me, and pulled out her lipstick. And she looked at her reflection in the, in the glass as we were traveling at maybe 70 miles per hour, and she put on her lipstick. And I noticed in a moment that her posture straightened up, And she looked out the window as if to say, you know, I look good right now. And she gave my wife a glance. She gave me one as well and put her lipstick away. Now we had some time still before we got back to Naples. And she slightly brushed her hair, ran her fingers through her bangs. And then she reached into her bag and she opened up a package of crackers. And she gestured towards me and offered me one. And, you know, if you're from the East Coast or New York or something, if you think, oh, my gosh, if someone's offering me something on the subway, you would say, no, like, how many hands have this been on? I'm not going to eat those crackers. Gross. And you would just not even think about it. And but this woman just she was so genuine in her offering and she gestured towards the crackers. And of course, we had just eaten and I I was not hungry. So I said, no, thank you. Um, In my own way, she didn't speak, by the way, the entire time she just looked at us and with a very calm eye and when we declined she nodded and she folded up the package and put it back in her bag and maybe 20 minutes later she had a box of raisins and she opened those up and offered us the first taste of the raisins and of course we declined and thanked her once again and then when it was her stop her and her husband who the whole time was sitting next to her Uh, was reading a a magazine of some sort. She looked at my wife and she shook her hand and my wife shook her hand back. And then as she was leaving, she gave me a look in my eyes and put her hand on my shoulder and smiled and left. And I don't know what it was about that interaction that made me just get really emotional. And I thought this woman probably, I don't know for sure, but she probably doesn't have anything, but yet she had that lipstick and she put it on and she smiled and she felt good about herself, I think at least. And so she left. So the very next day, we had already made it back to Naples and we knew we were gonna be doing some other things in the following days. We decided to go back. 
Why did I want to go back to Sorrento and not continue on to the other Amalfi Coast cities? To be honest, that pasta was good. It was so good. Oh my God. It was this delicious pasta al dente with these fresh cherry tomatoes that were just super juicy and sweet and the freshest shrimp you've ever had um, with basil. Very simple. I mean, there's no cheese. They don't like when you put cheese with seafood. So uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to add something. No, it was perfect. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. So we decided to go back on that train and ride back to Sorrento and have that pasta. Uh, and on the way back, we decided to stop at Pompeii. Um, Pompeii, of course, was the big disaster where Mount Vesuvius erupted in 79 AD and destroyed the town. And this was the remains after they had, you know, kind of peeled back the layers years after year after year um, and discovered this, this town that had been kind of preserved in a way. And we did the Pompeii thing. And on the way back, we went under the the ground which we got on the other side of the train to go back to Naples and as I'm standing there getting ready to board our train which was about to arrive I see that lady again I mean in an area of 17 million people traveling in and out of these train stations there is that lady again with her husband and she was wearing the leopard pants and the cotton shirt and the light jacket and she had her expensive bag with her and as she exited the ticket station she was on the opposite side going the opposite way she slid down the wall and sat on the ground and crossed her legs And I thought, oh my God, she is homeless. The way she did that and the way her husband looked, I knew that she's either homeless or extremely poor. But yet, a few days before, she didn't know us and she was offering us perhaps the only food that she had. And it just made my stomach really tight and I got a little verklempt and I got a little teary inside thinking like, wow, I'm over here complaining sometimes that I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough this or that. And this woman who virtually had nothing was giving it to us a total stranger. And so, and you might be wondering like, why does this matter in the world of makeup? Well, I think it matters because A lot of us artists always think we don't have enough. We don't have enough jobs. We don't have enough contacts. We don't have enough pictures in our portfolio. We don't have enough bookings lined up. We don't have enough. And I think we do have enough. I think we have more than enough. No matter where you live or where you are in your career, you have enough. I mean, if you're in this industry because you love it, you have enough. If you have makeup in your kit, whether it's from the drugstore or from the department store or from one of the retailers that we all get our discount from, you have enough. And I want you to really understand that because I see people filling their kits with a million foundations and 65 kinds of eyeliner that look the same and all kinds of new things. And of course, we want to try the new things and we want to have the latest and greatest, but Do we really need to have so much where others have nothing? Think about that for a second. The next time you want to buy something, think about, do you have something similar? Have you maybe not explored your kit as far as it could go? Uh, Are there things that you've purchased and you're just not sure how they function? 
you can reach out. You can reach out to me. You can, I think you can even uh, call in and or leave me a message on this podcast that I could answer in, in a future episode about product function, um, function or, you know, uh, the best way to achieve something. But really think about the artists out there. I, I read about it all the time. Whose kits are stolen out of their car. Who's had a tragedy for a hurricane or a fire or, or another disaster where they've lost everything. And yet we still think to ourselves at times, I don't have enough. Well, I have to ask, what do you think? Do you think you have enough? I think you do. Um, that was one of the parts that, that I just thought was very important for us to look at as an artist. And, and you know, even if you're just beginning, you have enough. You have everything you need in front of you to create if you open your mind and are able to see the potential around you instead of just exactly what's in front of you. I hope that makes sense. For future podcasts, I will be interviewing the latest and greatest, the biggest and brightest artists that we all admire. And if you have been to class or if you visited I'm going to class.com, you'll see the caliber of artists that I like to work with who I think are intelligent in many ways, not only in the mind but in the hand of the artist. And also, it's important for me to get your questions answered and to sit with you and help you because I'm a problem solver. That's what I'm here to do is to fix and help and give and be generous. And that's what this podcast is all about. So I want to thank you for listening. And if you want to support the podcast, you can hit the support link and and donate because that will help me provide more education to you on a grander scale. If you want a class in your market, whether you live in the middle of Nebraska, the middle of Canada, in the middle of Peru, or anywhere in the world, just ask me and we can try and make it happen. I want to thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon. Have a great day.